What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, we are so busy trying to make that move out to L.A. that it's going to be a best of episode. You're going to get the best of interviews from the one and only William Daniels, a.k.a. Mr. Feeney and Mrs. <laughs> Feeney, Bonnie Bartlett. That's right. That's right. And legendary, iconic actor from the Mary Tyler Moore Show and Up and like just a gazillion other things that we don't possibly have time to name. Uh, Ed Asner. Yes. Yeah, oh my gosh, Ed Asner. Yeah. Luke some, Grant, bro. Some great interviews, man. I can't wait for you guys to re-listen to these. And if you guys haven't listened to them before, well, here they are now. Enjoy. We love them. They're some of our favorite interviews. Here we go. I mean, this man is literally a living legend. Uh, seven time emmy award winner seven times he won an emmy for the character for two different genres for comedy and drama which yeah. is like crazy yeah um, unheard of five golden globes i mean two-time sag president this guy like is his career is amazing Honestly. and no doubt I iconic and and a pioneer in early television i mean the stuff that he was able to do along with mary tyler moore and the rest of that cast on that show broke so much ground in television and in that time of what was accepted and what wasn't it's amazing so we are about to dial him up yes and we are like i can't believe this is awesome i mean this is going to be an incredible right. interview so let's give him a call Grinch. uh hi is this ed asner yeah how you doing I'm doing fine. Thank you so much for taking some time to be on the show today. We really appreciate that. Well, I appreciate you having me. I, I honestly, sir, I, I grew up with you, and uh, I, I mean, I couldn't, I am beyond humbled to be able to interview you today. Um, I just think what you've been able to do in your career and, and, and the stuff you've been able to, to just accomplish is amazing. Um, and I'm really excited to, to talk to you about everything that you were able to do from your time. And thank you, first of all, for your service in the Army. Yeah, I mean, you served honorably and did what you had to do. So, I mean, we appreciate that. Well, I I, I found it, uh, it's like, it wouldn't have been right if I didn't serve in the Army because it was like a rite of passage. So after that is when you really kind of came back and started the whole acting career, right? That's right. Yeah, and then you kind of decided to move on to New York, right? Yeah, after uh, I got all the reviews I could get in Chicago, I wanted to take them and uh, slap people in the face with them. <laughs> <laughs> Not so favorable to start out with, huh? Uh, no, 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 they were good. They were good. Uh, okay, well, that's good. So, like so many who start out in stage, I mean, did you see yourself kind of moving forward with a stage career, or how did it kind of develop into television? Was it always I the goal? The one step at a time, I was busy being, you know, feeding myself and uh, and keeping busy on the stage, I didn't think in terms of automatically uh, prepping for movies uh, by doing so, but everything just automatically rolled along uh, with each new increment, and uh, eventually uh, TV and films was the be-all and the end-all. Right, and I mean, that kind of started, I guess, in like with Studio One and just kind of progressed from there. Right. I saw a lot of quotes, you know, from you that like when you first started out, you would be searching the want ads, and but once you had committed to acting, you were like, there was nothing else. I'm going to stay committed to this, and whether it's, you know, goes this way or that way, this is what I'm going to do. Correct. 
Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I think all of us sitting around and really admire that because I feel like a lot of people aren't willing to make that type of a commitment. And when it kind of gets hard or things aren't going right, they kind of bail. And I, I, I admire people who kind of like, this is what I want to do and I'm going to stick to it and I'm going to ride the good times and the bad times and just really go with it. And I mean, it's clearly worked out for you. So much respect for, for you being able to do that and to follow through with what you wanted to do. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You worked with Elvis Presley, right? Twice. Right, twice. How was that? I mean, that was kind of like during the transition from music into film and he's doing the acting thing. And what was it like to work with somebody like, I guess, at that level of where he was at at that point? It, it wasn't just, I mean, it was like watching a, a lion brought onto the stage and studying him in his cage. Oh. Uh, the first one was with Kid Galahad. Uh, right. And uh, he had a large entourage with him at the time, and he was also busy breaking his hands on the karate. <laughs> That's uh, true, right. So, uh, but he was, he was good and uh, diligent with his work, and uh, I liked what I saw. Then, uh, years later, uh, we were put together again in uh, Change of Habit. There you go, yeah, Change of Habit. Uh, and uh, he had lost the entourage by then. Or dismissed it, and uh, he was a lot slicker and smoother. And the uh, the women certainly seemed to go crazy over him. He still was a good guy and easy to work with. Oh, okay. And so and now, now on the second one, there change of habit. That's when you first met Mary Tyler Moore, correct? She was in that one as well, right? I never met her there. Never met her there. <laughs> well, that's um, interesting how that works, isn't it? We had different working hours. Yep. Yep, different working hours. But so let's talk about that a little bit because you did kind of make the transition into the Mary Tyler Moore show, which uh, the iconic role of Lou Grant. And I think everybody, you know, I don't think there's a single person who doesn't know the Mary Tyler Moore show and Lou Grant. You kind of approach that character based on your brothers, right? Yeah, because they were, you kind of, kind of said they were kind of clownish and kind of, so yeah. when you, you approach the comedy based on them. And blustering and this and that, and uh, I, I I took from them for that part of Lou. Right, right, right. So, well, that's that's pretty interesting. And then you said when you made the transition into the drama side of it, you kind of had to go back to yourself, right? Yeah, it, uh, the the, uh, the the clown wasn't working that much for for Lou Grant then, and uh, became a sober-sided fellow. Right. And I had to uh, I had to find somebody I could count on uh, to be more serious, and that was the inner me. The inner you, right. And and successfully so, because you are one of the only people to win an Emmy in two different categories. You portrayed, you won the Emmy for Lou Grant in comedy and in drama, so you were able to successfully portray the character in both realms. Right. Yeah, and well, congratulations on that. That's quite the accomplishment right there. I, I had to simplify things for myself, and uh, that's the way I did it, and it, it worked. Well, yes, sir, it sure did. Um which which one did you would you did you enjoy playing more the comedy version of Lou Grant or the drama version of Lou Grant? Oh, I mean it's the comedy. Yeah, uh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, what was it like with uh, Mary Tyler Moore? How was she? She was magnificent. She was the best star one could have been affiliated with. She was generous, creative, uh, patient. Uh, you couldn't ask for better. 
Yeah, yeah. that the, yeah, it was quite the ensemble cast, and I think you just you all Tonight. really shined and really kind of came out, and I I thought it was just yeah a great example of how a, a cohesive group can work together and really do what you guys did was just amazing. I liken I liken uh, Mary to uh, as the star of the show being a, an axle, and yeah. on that axle the wheels are put on, and the wheels are all the differing talents that uh, are on her show. And uh, they're allowed to spin and attract as much attention as they can do. Uh, and she remains the steady Eddie Axel. Yes, yeah. And, and, and I think that's what made the show such a success is that she had that attitude and allowed you guys... To, to do what you did and 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 be able to do your performance and she I to me she never really had that ego like I'm the star and you guys have to be set aside it, it never came uh, across that way I understand Benny was quite funny on uh, the Emmy show yes I heard yeah quite uh you know talked about how she was still around at this age and that if you stay around long enough yeah she's talk about her it, has she always been this kind of quirky, like, in-your-face, you know, tells-you-like-it-is lady, even way back on the Mary Tyler Moore show? She's got a great sense of humor, and, uh, and she's very talented. She's very generous herself. Yeah. She, very giving and, and very sweet and cooperative, and I love her dearly. Oh, well, I'm, I'm sure awesome. she feels the same way about you. She, she does seem to just be a very genuine, a good person, so... Um, get her on the phone. Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll see if we can work that out. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, so, okay, after after Lou Grant and all the kind of you kind of made the track. One of my uh, memories early on was Roots. I, I thought Roots was just an amazing miniseries, and and yeah, I mean, pretty groundbreaking at the time, and you, you know, kind of like controversial in its approach to what it was saying and doing, and uh, I, I just, I thought your performance in that was amazing, and, and so, you know, coming off of Lou Grant into such a role, well, what was that like? I mean, did you find it coming out of Lou Grant, were you looking for specific roles to get away from Lou Grant, to not be typecast, or? Uh, uh, to, uh, to, uh, to uh, contrast. Right, which I mean, well, and before I I did Roots, I did uh, Rich Man Poor Man, which gave me yeah. a great jumping off uh, board, an extreme contrast to Lou Grant. Right, right. In actual Jordash, so the, that was, and I battled off well, and uh, it felt great and comfortable, so that uh, Roots was uh, far less. Well, yes. Right. Yeah. So, what do you think your your favorite role outside of Lou Grant was, or your most challenging role, maybe outside of Lou Grant? Well, Rich Man Poor Man was certainly a, a big plunge. Yes. Right. And uh, I had, uh, I kept uh, expecting them to give me uh, shoes that would uh, make me limp. Uh, I was using a limp. They they didn't have it. Uh, so I had to come in. Uh, I used a German accent, and uh, first day of performing, uh, the director said, uh, "You want to use the accent? You don't have to if you don't want to." <laughs> and I felt it would have been a sacrilege if I hadn't used a German accent. Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, all of these things, which devolved back onto me, and uh, and I solved the the, the questions, and uh, I'm happy with the results. Definitely, definitely. And speaking of accents, I heard you had to perform a Scottish accent for the animated series The Gargoyles. Yeah, yeah. I, I constantly agonized over that one. <laughs> <laughs> was, was that a difficult one? Did you find you were able to finally get it? or? No, I, I, I never was sure how well I brought it off. 
<laughs> well, I mean, the character was extremely popular, so yeah. I, th- I think the general audience liked the way yeah, he pulled it off. I really enjoyed the show yeah. growing up. Yeah, well, he, he was a good guy. He was a good gargoyle. He was a good gargoyle. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, a lot of people I don't think realize that you had done a lot of extensive voice work in, yeah, you know. J. Jonah uh, Jameson. The, yeah, <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson and Spider-Man and throughout the 90s, Captain Planet and um, a, a pretty extensive resume of voice work. Um, do you do you find that you like voice work? I mean, uh, the, the idea of not having to be in front of the camera but still be able to perform. How how is that? Yeah, you don't have to bathe. Yeah, <laughs> that's always a plus. Right. Like, so, and then that kind of so I guess let's talk about up. Um, I just I think anybody you know, especially this generation, I a huge fan of up. It's got, in my opinion, Pixar's best movie, um, Disney's best movie, animated. Um, I thought your performance was brilliant in that. Um, how did that come about? How did how did you land that role? Well, let me see. I um, my voiceover agent submitted my voice as he did probably hundreds of others of his clients. So I I had no great expectations. Wasn't waiting, holding my breath, uh, expecting a miracle. Then I uh, I found out after getting the job that um, I was doing a uh, reading of a one-man show at a benefit in Marin County Okay. and found out that the two producers or the, the main producer, uh, Pete Doctor, and his uh, co-producer, Bob, uh, actually came from where Pixar was up there mm-hmm. and attended that uh, that reading that I gave for the uh, on the benefit. And uh, it's a reading of a Holocaust survey survivor and it's tremendously stark and depressive right and uh they came and saw that and from that they uh decided to uh, uh use me and up wow that's, that's awesome so yeah i mean that's impressive so you you go through the normal route your voiceover agent and it really had nothing to do with your voiceover work that they had seen it's because right. of your performance in a live show so that's oh. yeah that's that's amazing um and i think I don't know, maybe because of the context of what you said the benefit read was about, I, I think it kind of relates to what uh, he was going through in Up, you know, basically surviving the loss of his wife. And right. I mean, I, I, maybe they saw the parallels there. So, yeah, I just I thought you really related to the character really well in Up. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You're I, uh, I, I love the movie. I, I, I think it's a, it's a double love story, I call it. Definitely. 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 Yeah. Yeah, and it really touched the younger generation. And speaking of the younger generation, what's up with the social media? You're really active on Twitter. We found it so funny that like everybody appears like the main question you get a lot on social media is that you're still alive. Yeah. Like this whole thing that everybody thinks you've passed away already. It's like no, there, there was a there was a stuff put out on I don't know what that media put it out that I was dead. Yeah, right. And you're like, no, still here. So now you now like just and busy apparently. And busy, right. So now all these people keep like, yeah, I, I just I do like how you for now I'm alive. For now. <laughs> for now. Yeah, yeah. Well and you and you, I mean you're doing a lot of charitable work and benefit work, right? You I know you work with the uh autism uh a lot. Uh you have a son and a grandson that's autistic. Um and I know you do a lot of work with them and your foundation. Definitely. Um yeah, and you do like an annual poker event every year for that, right? Yeah. That's yeah. so awesome. Yeah. We had it just the other night, and it was very successful. Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah, congratulations, congratulations on that. How's your Thank poker you. face? <laughs> I said, how's your poker face? Are, are, are you pretty vicious? Do you take a lot of their money? Well, I, um, I steal a lot of their money. <laughs> I steal a lot of their money. <laughs> I, I, 
my expertise isn't good enough to win it. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he's honest. Yeah, I mean, there you go, honest. right? You go. And, and I mean, you always get a good celebrity turnout, right? This is kind of a celebrity charity event where you get some people to come together and play poker with you, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And um, yeah, now we have a good turnout. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, congratulations on that. I think I think it's awesome what you do. Yeah. Um, and you have a family found. Now, is it your it's your son and daughter, right? The twins that run the foundation, your your Ed Asner family. Yeah, my my uh, my son is a is a is a real wheel right uh, that's cool. My daughter will eventually his twin will eventually uh, join up when we uh, uh, mark off exactly what her duties will be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, but she's right now she's uh, she's doing my booking and uh, getting me placed. We're leaving tomorrow for a two week trip. Oh wow! Going oh. to Maine and uh, and uh, Chicago and Detroit and Des Moines and Cedar Rapids. Wow! wow. All over the damn place. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Now is this for another reading? Are you doing another stage show or what's this trip for? It's uh, for my one man show. Yeah. Awesome. Nice. Man in his prostate. Yeah, the the man with the prostate, man, right? Man in his prostate. Yeah. Uh, that and, and uh, so that's a uh, talk about that a little bit. That's an interesting show, right? It, it's it's a comedy, but it's like really kind of touching and informative on the subject, right? Yeah, it, it it's a wonderful combination that Ed Weinberger has made based on his own experiences with prostatitis. Uh, he wrote this script and it's funny as hell. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, we, we make sure to get the points in to alert people to getting tested for prostate cancer. Definitely. And letting them know that uh, every 16 minutes, a man dies of prostate cancer. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, aware so, of that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, th- I think sometimes that's the best way to approach it, a serious subject with a little bit of comedy, you know, because sometimes things are hard to talk about, and if you can lighten the mood with a little bit of comedy and still get that message out there, I think that's a good thing. Oh, out of tragedy yeah, comes yeah. comedy. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, congratulations on that. I know that's I know that been doing pretty well for you, and that sounds like quite the trip coming up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, uh, I need a bigger uh, uh, piece of luggage. Uh, <laughs> Ten years over, will you? Oh, uh, sure. It's on the way. It's on the way. We'll, we'll all send way. all of ours. <laughs> it's a pretty big one, so yeah. I, I think it'll get you. Good, 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 good. Yeah. No, no further questions. No further questions. <laughs> no further It'll questions. have some money in it for you, too. That's right. That's right. We're actually, well, maybe we'll run into you. We're actually making our way up that way, too, next week and over the next couple of weeks. So who knows, right? Where are you going? Oh, uh, we're going to New York City. We're going to see a stage show up in New York City and, and doing some meetings up there. So we're going to be up in that area, and who knows? <laughs> Maybe we'll come try to catch the show. Well, I'm going to New York, um, let's see, a couple of days before my birthday, which is in November. Right. Okay. So uh, if you extend your stay, I'll see you there. Oh, oh sounds yes. like a plan. Yeah, I think I would absolutely. It would be an honor. Definitely. It absolutely that's would. Good. Good. Well, listen, uh, just, I mean, again, I, I unbelievably humbled. I think we all yes, appreciate definitely. you really taking the time today to talk with us. I think it's been a stellar career. I think you're an amazing individual, what you do with your, your charity work and your activism and obviously your career. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, sir. Yes. It really has. Well, mine too. Well, good. Yeah, good. We really appreciate it. And again, we can't thank you enough for joining us today. Well, as long as I'm on the right side of the grass, I'll continue to act. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All the way, right? <laughs> Commitment till the end. I love it. Performance where I'm not on the right side of the grass. 
Or the haunting. <laughs> yeah, that's the haunting. Well, there you go. Uh, I'll be looking out for that. Definitely. Like, oh, <laughs> All right. Well, you take care now, okay? Thank you. All right. Thank bye you, bye, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. 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 All right. Now it is time for our first ever Dubber Guest interview. But man, it's going to be a great one. Yeah, we have got the legendary, the legendary William Daniels. Oh my goodness. And and. Bonnie Bartlett. Oof. This power couple has been acting in Hollywood for more than six decades. Mm, man. And on top of that, they've been married more than six decades. Yeah. 67 years together yeah. as a married couple and in showbiz. That alone is priceless. Yeah. I love how they just stay relevant throughout the decades. I like mean, each one. Right. They, they they just they pick these the most iconic roles. I mean, their roles on St. Elsewhere, everyone remembers. And then, of course, Mr. Feeney, mm. Grace Edwards on Little House on the Prairie, yeah. John Adams. I mean, just so many iconic roles you can pick and choose. Kit. We're going to be talking to Kit today. How right. like freaking <laughs> awesome is that? I mean, just I can't wait to call him. So yes. let, let's just call him. Let's get this going. Let's do it. Hello? Hello. Is this Bonnie? This is Bonnie. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. And you're Dustin, like Dustin Hoffman. Yes. 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 <laughs> and I'm joined by Logan today. Yes, Dustin Logan. And this is Bill. Good afternoon. <laughs> Good afternoon. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. First of all, we would like very much to just say thank you for joining us today and, and doing the interview with us. We're honored to have you both on. Huge fans of both of your work for many, many years. And it's just, we're really excited to be able to have the opportunity to talk to you guys today. Let me just say first, too, also that the response that we got when we said we were having you guys on was just overwhelming. Um, everybody from Little Little House on the Prairie fans to Boy Meets World fans to Kit to the St. Elsewhere, oh, yeah. it was just all over the map. And and so you, you guys have a huge fan base. That's lovely. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say hello to all of them. Oh, absolutely. 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 And let me first, we want to we want to bring this right up because I think the just this in itself is an amazing accomplishment. And we want to say congratulations. And we just think it's a wonderful thing. 67 years of marriage. Yeah, that's an accomplishment for a couple period, but a couple in show business for 67 years. That uh, that that's incredible. Congratulations on that. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you. Oh, yeah. Of so, course. So, we've got to ask, what's the secret? How do you survive 67 years of marriage and 67 years of marriage in show business? Well, uh, my uh, answer to that remains the same. Mutual respect for each other, for uh, their space, and for their accomplishments. And there's never been between us any jealousy or anything like that. If if we're working, we're very happy. Or if each one individually is working, that's that's lovely too. But basically, it's a mutual respect. That can happen in in almost any marriage, Bill. But uh, I think the the thing about show business is it's a tough bag. It's a it's a very tough bag to begin with, all by yourself, and then it's very hard to manipulate between family and work, and between man and woman. And uh, you're constantly separated and you're constantly uh, stimulated by other people. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's right. just, uh, a little more than in most marriages. You have to you have to kind of work around it. It's hard. It's hard. Absolutely. And I, I, I love that. I love the, the point of um, Bill, when you said 
if you're if one is working and one isn't because I feel like that's a lot of the problem and maybe that the newer marriages in today's Hollywood where one might take off and become really successful and the other is resentful of maybe their success especially when they're both yeah. in the industry Definitely. and that I, could happen I think what happens in a lot of marriages they start out the same but then say the man takes off well mm-hmm. often the woman will say okay you you take it i'll stay home i'll take care of the kids i'll do that you mm-hmm. take it right and that that's that's the hard part to manipulate and then she doesn't or could be he doesn't uh, pursue a career or maybe she pursues something else but uh, for both people to be actors um, it, it's a little bit difficult. It's it's like you have to be able to not always put your... See, actors always put themselves first. And you have to not do that. Right. In a marriage, you just can't do that all the time. So, you know, you have to... I mean, I, I did 10 years when I just... Almost 10 years when I basically just took care of the kids and stuff. And then he's had times when... Right now, for instance, I just came back from a job in Albuquerque, and Bill stayed home, and we didn't like that. I mean, we don't like that when I have to do that, but I'm still able to work a little, and, uh, you know, you don't, I, I like to do it. Right. Uh, right. He, he, he doesn't object. No, I don't. One of the things that both Logan and I, like, really were very appreciative of when we, when we were do, doing the research and getting ready for this, you guys are just that. Actors. It's not about the fame. It's not about the the star. Yeah. It's not about. It's the craft. Yeah, they really guys, appreciate it. Yeah. Well, we have never wanted. To, we always started out. We just wanted to make enough money to be able to live and have kids. And we, we we're not star people. We were not people. We were interested in working. Mm-hmm. Right. But we we have avoided all of that as much as possible. And Bill very definitely left New York because of that. He didn't like that. Bill, you did a lot of uh, theater um, and film and television. If you had to choose, which would you prefer, film, television, or theater? Oh, I prefer theater for the simple reason that you get an audience there seated and you can feel their reactions. You can see what joke is working, what isn't working. You can tell when they're absolutely quiet and you can hear a pin drop that they, you have their full attention and you, it's a, there's a sense of, of power uh, that you get, that you have them in your hands. Uh, they're listening to every single thing. And... Uh, it's a wonderful feeling. Uh, you know when something's not working, uh, and you can try something else. You know if the rustling keeps on. Uh, but uh, I, I prefer it really to any other form of, of production. Absolutely, but it takes a great deal of energy, and it takes you know. Yeah, yeah eight definitely. a week is not easy to do. <laughs> I bet, I bet not. Well, let's talk a little bit about how you got started. I, I won't say, but reading the book and, and knowing your backstory a little bit, kind of forced into the industry, correct? Well, uh, we were put into the industry, my sisters and I, by an ambitious mother, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, we all loved her. I mean, there was no problem there, but she's the one that, uh, you know, that placed us in the industry and saw that we got a good start in it. And uh, for that, I'm always grateful for her. There was a time when I resented it when I was young, but I realized 
after a while that, you know, I really belong in this business. I'm pretty good at it. So uh, I, I now look at her with admiration that she, uh, she was able to uh, uh, place me and my sisters. But Billy, you were angry for a long time. Oh, sure I was. You were angry. Yeah, absolutely. And he don't, you know, when they turn on a commercial and the kids are all performing like that, 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 like that, he says, turn it off, I hate that. (laughs) He can't stand, he cannot stand to watch kids perform on television. Oh, wow. we did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we had a song and dance guy, right? So, but that was, it was during a difficult time, right? During the Depression? Yes, it was during the Depression, yeah. But, uh, you know, in in those days, in the 30s, uh, you know, uh, kids uh, became very popular as entertainers because you didn't have to pay them. And uh, we never really got paid for most of what we did well, on the Horn and Heart of Children's Hour or things like that. But uh, as my mother always says, it's good experience. It's good experience. That's right. <laughs> well, that goes back to... That goes for it nowadays, too. I mean, just to get on set for the experience is amazing. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. When you're young and starting out, absolutely. We kind of get a lot of people that feel like they're they're above that. Like, there's a lot of people going out to Hollywood who think they're already stars and aren't willing to just right. get on bad. a set. It's too bad. Yeah, yeah. it is. It too really bad. They is. Don't, they don't realize that, uh, you know, hey, good luck to them. I hope... I'm always happy when somebody's successful. That makes me happy. But that they don't in any way train in any way, whether mm-hmm. it's on stage or where or, or a class or something. I don't care how they train, but they, you got to learn. Absolutely. You know, you're not just suddenly there. Yeah. That's, that's correct. Definitely. And now that's a great transition. So you both trained with uh, a rather legendary coach, Lee Strasberg. Right. And in my correct, I heard that there was actually a point when you were studying with Strasberg that you also were going to therapy. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, yes, so very definitely. Wow. I've had a lot of therapy. <laughs> and I had a lot of Strasburg. So I had both of them. <laughs> so I, I have to ask you both. Obviously a lot of legendary names that came through with Strasburg and everything. Uh the one I'm most interested in, I just have to have did you ever run into or ha you know, come Marilyn Monroe and what was that like if so? Well, yes, we did. I mean she 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 came into Lee's private class the second time I was there, yeah. Anyway, she I was his secretary and I had to book all the scenes and I would take the new people and she was one of the new people. And uh, and we saw a lot of her. Are you and, talking about Marilyn Monroe? Marilyn Monroe. We saw a lot of her at the Strasburg. Marilyn was, yeah, she was a terrific girl. She was a nice girl. She Wonderful. wasn't at all like the Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's what <laughs> that I've she heard. Created. No, that, she created that. That was not her. That's that's fantastic. I mean, just the experience yeah, she just alone. created that character. We yeah. saw a lot of wonderful people at the Strasburg. One of my favorite things was in the kitchen with Richard Burton. Oh, he yeah. told the best stories and had the best voice and was you know he was sober because it's the morning right <laughs> We're in the kitchen, so he's sober and he it was just a wonderful morning of of him talking in this gorgeous voice and these funny stories talking about the Welsh mines because he was from Wales and his family were all miners. Mm. And he told all these wonderful stories and all these wonderful accents and 
what a what a treat that was. That was one of my favorite experiences there. And uh, so, so Bill, you, I love your story when when you talk about Strasburg as well about how you went in there and you were the song and dance guy and you were going to do making whoopee and and you and you kind of put on this big show and he was having no part of it, right? <laughs> That's right. No, he really he really took me down a peg, <laughs> a rather big peg, because uh, uh, I I didn't do the exercise that I got up to do uh, that he want, wanted from us students to sing a song and stand still and, and not try to act it or, or present it or anything. And it was meant to really kind of get you into, your, into yourself, your real self on the stage. And of course, I didn't do any of that. I sort of sat on the edge of the stage and sang "Making Whoopi." <laughs> <laughs> Lee was terrible to Bill. Oh. oh God, he would say, "You know something? I don't know who you are. I wouldn't know what to do with you." <laughs> Boy, he took me down a peg. I, you know, though, I, I love the fact that that you were able to take the critique and take the criticism and really just redirect your approach as an actor and how you approach the craft. Well. Actually, that's what I did. Uh, I never think of it that way, but that's exactly what I did. I dropped all that nonsense and uh, and, and started to take uh, the class seriously and what Lee was talking about uh, seriously. And it changed my whole persona, you might say, uh, on stage. It just changed it, period. And, and you know... You don't ever lose, Lee, as Lee would say, you, you'll, you'll always have your sense of comedy. You, that'll be there. Mm -hmm. And you'll always have all of the technical things that you do so well. That will always be there. I just want you to go deeper. I just want you to put yourself in there, too. Yeah, that, that's what I, he was. He was very, very into don't be the character, be yourself. To the character, correct? Well, like, be be yourself first, right? Yes. Don't go in, and, you know. But other people, there are people that go the other way, like uh, Lawrence Olivier, mm -hmm. who would start from the outside and go in. Some of them were great actors, mm -hmm. and that's a wonderful way too, if it works for you, right? If that, some of the English actors are a guy like John Gilgood. When he started out, was just as phony as he could be in the voice and everything. By the end of his career, he was practically on film. He was practically a method actor because mm -hmm. he so much of himself. He just let himself be. Mm -hmm. He let himself be, and Absolutely. he was he was great mm -hmm. in that way too. I would imagine that that because you guys have worked together on on a, a numerous occasions, I would imagine that that type of approach with with bringing a lot of yourself into the roles and into the characters has has that made it. Do you find more easy when you work together? I just thought the chemistry on Saint Elsewhere was absolutely phenomenal as Doctor Craig and, and Ellen. I think that you guys were about as believable a, a married couple on television that I've ever seen, and I have to believe that that's because there was so much of you guys in those characters. That's true. It's true, absolutely. Well, true. thank you for saying that. And it was so easy. <laughs> oh, you're you're yeah. very welcome. And and like I said, it it showed. I just thought it was wonderful that the the storylines and the writing on that show and the way you guys approached the storylines, you could just tell there was pieces of you in there that things that you had dealt with, things that you have gone through, and you were bringing personal experience to the characters. And I just think it was amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, but that's what happened uh, with us. Uh, it came uh, after a while very naturally to uh, to uh, work that way. 
you really should, when you, uh, even if you have a character that is not far, that is far from you, and you happen to look like it or get cast in it for whatever reason, you have to look to yourself to find in yourself what you can use in that character. So there's not completely phony or, you know, put on. Uh, there's some of you in every character that you play. Plus whatever the character otherwise needs, you know. Uh, but there's always a basis of real in it that you bring to it. Some, some, one of the good examples that we have right here in this country is, as a matter of fact, is Dustin Hoffman. Now, he's played some really weird characters. You're yeah. Right. And I don't know that Dusty really knows how he works. Maybe he does. He's never talked about it much. But he just automatically does. But he goes into very weird characters. Now, he's able to do that. Yeah. And, and that's, Wonderful. That's called talent. Yeah, that's called talent. <laughs> now, now, was the first time He's that you one guys... one of our greatest, I think, uh, character film actors. Uh, my parents thought so. That's why I got my name, but... <laughs> Yeah. Um, was the, was the first time that you guys met him and actually and actually worked with him uh, on the graduate? Uh, is that when it first when you guys first uh, became acquainted with him? That's uh, that's right. It was the graduate, uh, and uh, he was this uh, actor off Broadway that nobody knew, but my, Mike Nichols had seen him work off Broadway, and against the objections of Paramount, who wanted. Uh, who wanted the Mike to use a big star like Robert Redford? He said, "No, I want this kid." And he had—he was a strong. He was in such a strong position that they had to go along with him because they wanted him very much to direct this this play that uh, this script that had kicked around for a while. Right. And when he took it, then it was green lighted, and then it became, oh my God! Well, we didn't know it at the time. Well, he also got Buck Henry involved in that. <laughs> yes, he got Buck involved in in writing it, and uh, it you know it turned out very well. It's amazing. Nobody expected it to be an iconic yeah. movie like that. I mean, nobody. No. No, Nobody but <laughs> certainly we didn't respect expect it as we did it. I mean, uh, it was nice, and uh, and Mike was easy to work for. And uh, you see, Mike knew uh, he cast people that he knew could play that part. He knew that being an actor himself, he knew their qualities as a human being. And he knew he they would bring those qualities to the parts rather than superimpose some artificial something or other on themselves and try to act that out. I love how humble you both are about all of your projects. And The, the Graduate, yeah, it was very good. I, I mean, it's iconic. It's got to be one of the best films of all time. So I, lo I love the humility that you both have. Um, but yeah, it's an outstanding project. I think project. in this business, in this business, you better be humble. Uh, I agree. You better be humble because it's a killer business and uh, it, you better be humble. You know, go in each time and do your best because, uh, 
you never know what's going to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to talk a little bit about the, the, the personal life a little bit about how you guys met in college. And because I heard a couple of fun stories that we definitely want to talk about before we get into all the iconic roles that you guys have had. But um, you guys, you went to college together, right? Northwestern, right? Right. And yeah. I heard a little story that maybe um, Bill got a little frisky with you down in the basement while he was trying to help you with your singing. Is that right? <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> Bill, Bill was not fast, <laughs> and that was great. That was perfect. And but in the yeah, he was showing me the, how to sing and he, the diaphragm and so forth. And he suddenly kissed me, and I kind of fell apart. I fell apart. <laughs> I'd never had that felt like that before. And we got called into the dean's office. <laughs> the dean of women called me in and said, "Oh, Bonnie, you've been, you we understand you were down in the basement with." this Broadway actor and he's, are you sure he's in bad influence on you and so forth. And maybe I should call your parents and Oh, all this stuff. And I just said, thank you very much. And left. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. I, I mean, it was so funny. Okay. So you Bill, know, the way things change when you think of what the way things change is so wonderful. That the way it thinks to be called in by the Dean of women right. and told that you were nicking <laughs> or making out with a boy and we better call your parents. How funny is that today? It, it really you know? is. It's so charming. It is, it is so funny. It really, and so Bill, from what I understand, um, Bonnie thought you might be a little too short at one point when you <laughs> asked her out, but you like, yeah, you I went for it anyway, short. right? Yeah. <laughs> well, she had this, uh, primitive, uh, Moline notion that she shouldn't go out with a boy who isn't taller than she. <laughs> and uh, I, yeah, I came in exactly the same height as her, but she said no to me at first, and she said, you're too short. But that was the end of that. I said, come on, let's have a cup of coffee. There you go. There you go. Yeah, as a fellow five foot seven guy, I'm, I applaud you, sir. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 got, we, got, we, we got to stick to our guns there, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bill, Bill was very sure of himself, so he, you know, it didn't bother him. Somebody else, it could have really destroyed. But, Absolutely, uh, he was so sure of himself. And the only thing he's ever—he's never been unhappy. The only thing he always said is, "If I were taller, I'd be a leading man." <laughs> and I guess that's true. I don't know. I, don't, I if think he I, wanted to be a leading man. Yeah, I think I think he's done pretty well, though. I, I, <laughs> I do too. Yeah, I do too. So, um, okay, let's start, let's get into it, because Logan and I are just, you know, obviously, we're from different generations, I, I'm a little bit older than Logan, so we've kind of got your your guys' whole career span covered here, I think. Um, but the iconic roles that you guys have had, uh, Bonnie, I have to tell you, when my mother and my sister found out, I was a big fan of uh, Little House on the Prairie, but when my mother and my sister found out we were talking to you, they just lost it. They were extremely uh. excited. <laughs> Uh, they're like Grace. Are you kidding, Mrs. Edwards? And I'm like, Yes, that's that. That's right. Uh, um, oh, and that even such, when that was a lovely show. A oh, lovely it was show fantastic. To work on and a lovely part. I love parts like that. I kind of play my aunts and my you know relatives that have talked to me about the past. And, oh, I love it. Put a long skirt on and put my hair up. I'm in heaven. <laughs> well, and Mr. Edwards was such just a, a oh, kooky yeah, character, fun, you know, fun, that fun. Victor French brought. What was that like, fun. working with Victor? Oh, he's just fun. He and Michael were just fun all the time. With me, anyway. They just teased me, and, and I, you know, they liked me. I liked them. I sometimes had something to say about a scene, and not often, but 
sometimes and they'd listen and say, okay, you're right. Fantastic. Well, and you, you've had a couple instances like that if, uh, on um, twins. twins, right? Like you had a lot to do with the character development of that character. Like there was... I did, but that's because Ivan Reitman allowed me to. It, I mean, it, another director might not have done that, but Ivan, I didn't like the part. I didn't like the script and I didn't understand what anything about. I didn't get it, you know, I didn't get it with the reading. And I, I just thought, I just didn't think it was very good. And so I quit and then he called me in and said, well, actually, my agent made me go and see talked to him and he said what's the matter i said well i'll tell you what he said well what, what's wrong with the kid i said well look you don't have this you don't have that she doesn't do this she you, you she's not there you haven't she's not written she's nothing and he said uh, and i went through each scene and said see here here and he said well i can't make you do this part but i'll tell you what i'm going to use everything you've told me today <laughs> well then, of course yeah then of How, course you gotta you're not do gonna it turn that down right <laughs> but so, only because ivan let me do it i mean a lot of Directors would never do that. No, but I I applaud the courage that you had to go to him and say, "Hey, look, this just isn't right. This is no good." And and if I'm going to do it, I want to do this. And I mean, because a lot of actors won't do that. You know, they'll they'll just go with the role even though they know it's not right or it's not working, and and they're I too scared. Yeah, I think it was both of y'all that you know he was this way and you were that way, and it, it's fantastic. Well, if I know a better way to do something, I'm going to do it. I'm not <laughs> going to do something go. that I know isn't right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. I've already talked about St. Elsewhere a little bit, and I was a huge fan of the show and everything. But So now we're going to do, Logan and I are going to get into the generations here a little bit. But um, Bill, I'm not going to lie, huge, huge fan of Knight Rider. I, I loved the show. I liked when they did the the reboot. I, I liked the TV movie. Um, I, I Just a huge fan of the show. And, and it's a great story I, that I've heard you tell before. Uh, so I hope I, we can get you to tell the listeners about you weren't even sure it was a good idea. You know, you, you were like, you want me to do what? And so if you want to talk about that a little bit, I'd love that. That's right. A, a car that talks? <laughs> I thought that was pretty ridiculous. But uh, uh, they wanted me to do it, and uh, I was doing St. Elsewhere at the time. Anyway, uh, I did it, and uh, it turned out very well. I, uh, the thing is that uh, I would just uh, go into a studio and record it for about 50 minutes or I'd knock off an hour show, and it was easy. But uh, I was surprised when they put it together with uh, David Hasselhoff, who, when I met him at the Christmas party, that's the first time I ever met him. And he <laughs> said, I don't know how this works with you and me. Uh, he said, the, the script girl leads your part, and, uh, and I answer it the way I think I should. And I said, well, I was doing the same thing, you know. I uh, I tried to make the part the way I thought you might answer me. If it was excited, I'd raise my voice a little bit. If it was not, I wouldn't. And and he said it all went together. And I said yes, it did. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I was I was shocked when I first heard that that you had never actually met any of the cast or or anybody with from the show. <laughs> yeah, that that's amazing. So I, I'd yeah. say it did go over pretty well. And you recently yeah. just um readdressed the role, correct? Didn't you didn't you record something recently? for a Melissa McCarthy project? Oh, that's right, yeah. Well, it was a uh, voiceover. It was, it was very brief, really. It'll be released next year, that film. Awesome. <laughs> Awesome. That's got to yeah. be fun, though, to keep good to to be able to keep going back to that and having people recognize. I I said it myself. I'm like, oh my god, we're gonna be literally talking to Kit. Right. Like, <laughs> it's 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 just it's such an iconic you know role. 
Um, and speaking you of know, iconic roles. Tell story about England. We went over to England. What were we doing over in England? We were because of St. Elsewhere. We were over there because of St. Elsewhere. So we were at this signing, and um, I was seated uh, at a table and had my pen ready, and they'd come in, and uh, I would autograph their a book or their script or just a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, well, he was in his middle 30s, I would say. He was very polite, you know. Yeah, as I was signing it, he said, uh, Sir, may I ask, uh, where, where are you uh, in the car <laughs> when you do the show? <laughs> And I looked up at him. I thought he was kidding. <laughs> and I said, you mean, am I under the hood or in the trunk? And he said, yeah. And I thought, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. And then I said, well, no, actually, you know, uh, I go into a studio and I record it. And he said, oh. And he kind of left kind of disappointedly. Oh, my goodness. I think he was let down. Yeah. <laughs> it, isn't it amazing, though, how what people think, you know, who don't oh, understand the industry? It's incredible. Uh, I mean, where did he think I was? I mean, they <laughs> fi- filmed the car. Uh, they filmed the whole car. Right. Uh, I wasn't in the back seat. I wasn't <laughs> in a driver's uh, seat or anything. No. Uh, so he figured I must have been in a trunk. Right. A very great movie called The Wizard of Oz. Yes. Captures that. <laughs> definitely. Oh, no, Frank. Absolutely. Frank, whatever his name was. Oh, God, he was funny. Bill was definitely the man behind the curtain, right? <laughs> so to say. Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, now to show the little age gap here, I learned so many life lessons from Mr. Feeney. <laughs> you know, the name Feeney to me sounded a little like there were going to make a, a comic character out of this and of course uh, Michael Jacobs uh, assured me that I that it was not going to happen and it mm-hmm. didn't happen he wrote a very respectable uh, teacher and uh, I was very glad that that worked out that way that, that he did uh, what he promised and uh, I felt better about the show and I felt uh I, you know, I didn't want to make fun of a teacher, and uh, they never did. And he became kind of a, uh, an iconic character, uh, and uh, I was very pleased with that. The, the people that have responded to that show, yeah, kind of amazing. Yes. It, it, it's, it's really it's really popular culture at its highest form. It, it absolutely is, and I'll tell you what's even more amazing about it: the, it spans generations. Yeah, like you yeah. know, the, there's a twenty something year age difference between myself and Logan, and yet we're both huge fans of the show. Yeah, you know, uh, my daughter's a huge fan of the show, and and I I think it's rare that you get a project that can span so many generations and and have the longevity that that show has had. Yeah. and I think that's I agree. A, I agree. It's amazing. I heard a wonderful story too, and, and uh, if we could talk about this a little bit, when you were actually filming um, in the room where John Quincy Adams died, they actually opened access to you guys and were able to fill there. And you were kind of going through; you were just coming off a of surgery yourself and not feeling too well. What was that like? I had appendicitis, and uh, there I was sitting in that chair that he sat in and as a matter of fact that he died in mm-hmm. that he stood up and made a, a pronouncement and just went back in the chair and died you know <laughs> you know what he did he got on a plane knowing that he had appendicitis and flew back 
to California because he wanted the surgeon here to do it. <laughs> and we met him at the plane and took him right to the hospital. Oh, my wow. goodness. You, that was the dumbest thing you've ever done. <laughs> but it turned out okay. But yes. you don't do that. You, you don't, don't get do a plane. You don't plane fright. With when you have a appendicitis. No, yes. no. I can't imagine. Um, You've had the, the luxury of playing both John Adams and John Quincy Adams. And to be in that room and have access to it, it must have just been powerful, I, I would imagine. Oh, it was marvelous. It really was. It, uh, you were there uh, in the old Senate room. They opened it up for us. And it had a lot to do with put you in the mood. Mm, wow. And he was a terrific man. He wasn't. He didn't have a great presidency, but both we both learned a lot about him. Yes. And he was quite brilliant. Brilliant man. Yes, he was. Right. You, yes. you, you guys um, have, the, have the letters, right? You have a, a, a collection of the books and the letters and all the works of, of, of the Adams family, right? Yes. It, yes. But only after Bill played the part. Yes. A lot, a lot of people sent me all kinds of books and, and articles and things like that. It was, uh, it was incredible. <laughs> the performance was incredible. And I, 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 uh, to the credit of that, I, I know in several appearances in different projects they would they would actually make reference to you know include lines of in, in i guess in homage to your performance in 1776 so i mean that that's a huge credit to your performance in the role i agree both of you have been lucky enough to have these roles that just span the generations and and are able to connect with so many people um and that's a huge credit to you i think as people and as for your craft and your skill well thank you thank you my goodness yeah, you're you're, nice you're welcome you. have you read bill's book he's written a very good book and it's very good now i'm writing a book slightly different bill's book is all about his career and all of the different things he's done which have been amazing right he's had an amazing career mine is a little more personal and it's It'll be out next year, and it's a little different. Fantastic. Well, I tell you what, we'll have to have you back on to talk about that when it comes out. So uh, we do have uh, a lot of listeners, a huge listener base of people that are trying to get into the industry and and kind of uh, make it. So we always like to ask our guests some advice that they would give to what to do and what not to do, maybe some things to avoid when the, for people trying to get into the industry. And I can't think of two better people who've had such an amazing career over such a long time to give advice. So what would you guys say to, to someone trying to get into the industry nowadays, be it television or, or film or stage? What do you think are some of the pitfalls they should look out for and some of the things they should absolutely do? Well, uh, I've always uh, said to that question that you, what you do, if you want to be an actor, act wherever you can. I don't care if it's in somebody's living room, which I've done, or uh, off-Broadway or wherever, but... Uh, you, you you have to work. You have to get on your feet and and do it. Uh, you you can't theorize about it. Uh, just find any opportunity that you can to act, and uh, and that's the way you learn. And if you do are lucky enough to make some money, save it. Yeah, because <laughs> it's not going to go on forever. You have to save it. I mean, not all of it, but you have to. My mother used to call pay yourself first. In other words, you take a chunk of everything you make and you put it aside. From then you pay your bills. I think that's wonderful advice I that, because yeah. I think in this industry we know. You, I mean, there can be significant stretches where you go without work, and if you haven't paid yourself first, you're going to be in trouble. Mm -hmm. So that's right. Uh -huh. That's right. 
And so what do you guys have coming up? I know you have the book. You're you're working on the book, Ghani. And you just you just did recently some Better Call Saul uh, episodes, correct? I did. I was on the last two episodes, I think, of the third season. Oh, nice. But I just went back to Albuquerque. I just did a part in a half-hour comedy pilot oh, for okay. Amazon. It's for Amazon. Outstanding. Nice. Very unusual pilot. Don't ask me what it's about. <laughs> I think it's like people who don't do anything. Yeah. And I play a kind of a, uh, I play a grandma, oh. and of course. But my grandson is really something. <laughs> I mean, he's out of space somewhere. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I'm definitely yeah. looking forward to seeing that. Uh, and boy, Albuquerque. I hope it sells. I hope it sells. Oh, I'm sure it'll at least get one season on Amazon. You know, th- that whole streaming thing has just opened up all kinds of opportunities, I think. It has. Uh, yeah. And Albuquerque also, it's kind of booming now, right? So, I mean, Netflix yes, has made is. a move yes, out there. Netflix and... just bought a couple of studios. Exactly. So, so always yeah. interesting. And uh, what about you, Bill? What, what do you have coming up or what do you have going on? Uh, not much. He he doesn't want to do too much, and he really doesn't. He really yeah, wants no. to just <laughs> well, back I, off. I, I got to tell you, I think it's well earned. Yeah. I, th- I think you've earned yeah. a little rest. Well, <laughs> I, I tell you what, you guys have just been absolutely wonderful. I can't express to you how honored we are to have you both on the show and join us today. It's it's been incredible. You you much respect to you guys as both actors and your skill and your and your trade and what you do, but more so as people and your successful marriage and you as parents and and what you do for the people that you inspire the amount of people i think that you've inspired over the years and continue to inspire I, you know that's that's hard to do and i think you guys are just wonderful and we are so honored that you came on and talked to us oh well, thank, thank goodness thank you very much yes thank you it's oh absolutely absolutely well best of luck with the book i can't wait to read it bonnie and bill i loved yours it's fantastic we're going to send everybody to make sure that everybody gets it yes and bonnie you'll definitely have to come back on if the amazon thing gets picked up because we'd love to talk to you about okay. that <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so can we send it off with Bill? How would you end the show oh, as Mr. Well, Feeney? You know, uh, believe, work hard, and do your best, or something like that. Uh, you know, uh, it doesn't get any better than that, sir. Exactly. It really doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, thank you all both so much. Okay. Take care thank now. Thank you. All right. Thank you guys for tuning along today. Uh, make sure to follow us at all social media handles, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. You're going to want to follow that YouTube channel because mm. when we move out to L.A., we're going to be doing in-studio recording guest segments. <laughs> uh, but make sure to go to our website as well, uh, crazyantmedia.com. You can check out our professional bios, get to know us a little bit better check out the inside the crazy ant farm page and check over check out that merchandise page where we have some fantastic shirts for sale they're just killing it honestly yeah the logo and bonk are selling the most yeah it's true you should get them do it do it get a shirt (laughs) go bonkers (laughs) (laughs) uh you know who i want to go bonkers on this show and it's gonna happen one day it is (gasps) Up, up!